0: The third race of our triple header is about to be underway. It just means another opportunity for Ferrari to blow it, this time at their home race in Monza. It's lights out, and away we go for episode 77 of the Eden Asphalt Podcast. Marco, 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 Ferrari. There goes that. There goes that team again, doing their thing.
1: Yeah, um, we have created, like we said last week, we have finally created our new sector of what did Ferrari do this week? So uh, be on the lookout <laughs> for that. This episode, um, it just it doesn't hurt anymore though. That is like kind of the silver lining <laughs> that like I'm. I can no longer be affected or bothered by the moves that they make.
0: Yeah, that's good. Once you detach completely, you dissociate all the way. It's just, yeah, it's just cars going in a circle. Who, who even cares at the end of the who, day?
1: Who, who does care? And, like, what's the fun of not doing things, like, kind of silly? You know? it's kind of, yeah. It's kind of, I like to call it silly, silly mistakes, not, like, yeah. bonehead or idiotic or embarrassing mistakes. That's not good. the way you should look at
0: it. No, I agree completely. Yeah, what's life if you're taking yourself too seriously, and Ferrari isn't taking anything seriously? So, I mean, I'm happy for you.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy for me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, we are recording a little bit late because of the holiday weekend. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is dedication, baby. Recording at six o'clock in the morning for the people. Uh, on this episode of the Eden Asphalt Podcast, we have some headlines, getting some good, bad, and ugly of Zanvort, race haikus, a new sector that I'm going to let you take the lead on of what did Ferrari do this week, uh, some race recap, race predictions recap, and then a look ahead to Monza. So uh, A little twofer one. Yeah. A little twofer. Twofer. Action-packed
1: sure. episode here.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, not waste any time. Let's get right into recent headlines. Meow. <laughs> all right only so much can happen between two races during a triple header because everything's moving so fast but let's talk about a couple of the things that we got cooking right now first off rumor mills are turning uh, i think toward the end of the post show during zanvort will buxton and the rest of the crew were talking about how helmet marco was talking to i can't remember the dude's name luke smith maybe from autosport um, and he tweeted out, he was like, basically just talked to Helmut Marko. He said they're bringing on Colton Hurta, um to one of the Red Bull teams, which I think Sergio Perez has already contracted to Red Bull Red Bull. So he'd be going to AlphaTauri if Galpin, if Gasly goes to Alpine, uh, which at this point I like it looks like name, he's likely to do. Yeah, Galpin, dude. Galpin. Yeah. Galpin for the gals. I All like it. it. Yeah, Match made in heaven. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, thoughts here. I, I think I love the total disregard for any kind of secrecy on Helmut Marco's part. I feel like he was just, like, having a bad day, and he's like, yeah, by the way, this is going on, and all this, you know, here's, here's all the contract negotiation details.
1: Yeah, he's probably like, you know, I haven't said anything foolish uh, in a while, and <laughs> <Yeah>. um, let's, <laughs> gotta let's meet my going. Quota. Yeah, I know. And then Horner's like, hey, man, um, I told you five times. You cannot <laughs> say anything at all. Yeah, I don't. this doesn't seem like the something that was probably supposed to be said. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if I'm Gasly, I'm probably like, oh, okay, this is very unexpected news. But, yeah, it seemed like it was, hey, if Herda can get this super license or, like, the exemption, he's our guy, um, and then if not, we'll maybe keep Gasly. We'll see what happens. But it seems like they're, which is my to, to my surprise, they're wanting Gasly out more than Gasly wants out.
0: That's what it sounds like, um, but it's just good to see like stuff moving around. It's good to see some silly seasons still get a little silly. And as far as that super license things concerned, so yeah, the the way that I understand it, he's in uh, to Alpha Tauri. It like if he's given the super license, uh, there was talk on Twitter about how like the super license was never meant to keep people out of Formula One. Uh, like, keep talented drivers. It was just supposed to keep, like, you know, ultra-rich people from just completely buying their way in and then making a total ass out of themselves, which thinking in recent memory, I can't, you know, I can't <laughs> yeah, think who, of it. Who would know that? <laughs> who would ever do that? Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think... Just because of the American fans that would, you know, start watching, it'd be good for like the sport in America. I think this is a no-brainer; it should be a slam dunk. Give him that super license, and uh, yeah, let's see our boy that we've been talking about for damn near a year now. Let's see him. Uh, let's see him tear it up.
1: I know. The only thing I'm worried about is like, now that it's here, now that like bringing a U.S. guy actually in, I'm a little nervous because <laughs> I'm like, Dude, <laughs> if this guy fucking embarrasses us, we're fucked. Everyone's like, oh, dude, yeah, like, uh, I don't care about how good the ratings uh, American people bring us. You guys fucking suck at this sport. Uh-uh, my bad. Our bad. Thanks, Herda. All right. I think the only headline that we had remaining was uh, just going into this weekend at Monza, Ferrari is getting a little bit of a color change. So um, it looks kind of like a hamburger now. So instead of just doing straight ketchup, we're adding a little bit of mustard. Uh, or you sick, sick puppies that do a little bit both on your hot dog. Um, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, so over their engine co- cover, they got the uh, yellow Ferrari on their wings. And uh, yeah, so I, I like the little little change for, for their home race.
0: Yeah, this is like, uh, you know, <laughs> I was about to make a long ass Colin Cowherd-like metaphor about how this is like the girl who, you know, never mind, never mind. It's probably not. It's not funny. Do you think, um, I
1: wonder how big of a uh, an audience are, are viewers of who listen to Coward, who listen to Also Eating Asphalt.
0: That's probably everybody. <laughs> um, All of ours. <laughs> no, but I think this is like this is good. If you, if you, you know, what's the thing that like the definition of insanity? That's not the real definition of insanity. It's like do, doing doing the same thing and expecting different results. Oh, Yeah. Uh, right. And so, like, this is this is the kind of like glow up. I think that Ferrari's like, okay, well, guys, we've tried everything. Like, everything seems <laughs> to be going wrong at this point every single weekend. So instead of a red, we're gonna go yellow, and it has to be the yellow. Obviously, it has
1: to be the color of the car.
0: <laughs> if this, if it works out, if Ferrari go one two here in their home race in the yellow. I don't see how you can't go yellow the rest of the season. Like, just to save some embarrassment. I think mean, Ferrari yeah. is no longer red at that point.
1: Yeah, or maybe just, like, just continuously starting to add a little bit more yellow every race.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> the then every time like they win, change. they add a little
1: bit more. And then, yeah, by the end of the season, hopefully an old rental.
0: Love it. Um, man, well, that was that was fast. But I think that's all the recent headlines that we have. Yeah. Marco, start us off with your good, bad, and ugly. All right. My
1: good is going to be the end of Flares as we know it. Hopefully. Because it seems like this was potentially a Dutch GP-specific rule to ban these things, um, starting in quals. But I just think it makes way too much sense to not enforce this for the entire calendar. They bring... Literally nothing to the table other than causing delays on the track, a danger to the drivers, and a nuisance for everyone around them. Um, It clearly didn't fully stop them to do this. I would say, like, I kind of compare it to streaking, where it's like, hey, you're really not supposed to do this. If you do this, you're in trouble. But, like, we, we, like, it's still able to do. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we saw plenty of it. Like, we've been been warning the people a lot that this is a, a big flare weekend. Um, and it seems like they're finally doing something about it. So hopefully that th- this is just fully enforced.
0: Yeah, the, it's so annoying. The guy throwing... Like, there's a difference between... Do you remember when someone threw a dildo on during the Buffalo Bills game?
1: I mean, that's just classy.
0: That is... That's comedy. That's funny. Yeah, And everybody yeah, that is can funny. laugh at that. It doesn't get in the way of anything. But this guy caused a red flag, like a fan caused a red flag, like a nerd. So yeah, that was... Um, I'm excited to see them not do that anymore
1: did you did you see the video of him going down there and doing it
0: yeah it looked like a security guy from the race it looked like someone who was like working at the track doing it and he was very proud of himself dude he was so
1: smug everyone's like bowing him and he's just like still like i fucking did it
0: he had the perfect face of something like as soon as you do something that you think is going to be cool and you realize like oh that didn't work no one,
1: out the no way one, I wanted it to. yeah no one thinks it's as cool as me. This is Yeah.
0: Just act chill, man. He like clapped his clapped his hands together and was um, proud of himself and it's like, dude, everyone around you within like a two mile radius hates you. So how does that feel?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh that is funny. All right. So that is my good. My bad is um it's kinda it is bad. You know, it's the loss of hearing when you get to a certain age. Because it looks like Seb has officially reached that age. <laughs> around lap 37, <laughs> around lap thirty-seven, Lewis makes a lovely move to pass Sergio, which is something that we have not been used to hearing this year. And while this is happening, Seb is ahead coming out of the pits. His radio comes in and tells him multiple times, Lewis and Sergio are coming. You'll probably come out in front, move for blue flags, move for blue flags, move for blue flags. Instead, his Alzheimer's uh, kicks in, he thinks he's in a car that can... can He thinks he's in a car that can compete and completely blocks Lewis. He basically has to slam on the brakes. There was actually, when I'm looking at the overhead video, Perez seems like there was a small grab where he could potentially pass both, which would have sent F1 Twitter into a roar, which I mean, like kind of wish that would have happened just to see what would have happened. But yeah, I mean, I think that was a a tough move because it wasn't something that was out of the blue. Um, I didn't ever hear Seb's response to that, but I mean, it was as clear of a bonehead move that I have seen in
0: quite a while. Seb is really good. If you go back and watch like his races with Mark Webber, when he like just passes Mark, even though his team tells him not to, like uh, he's he's the king of if he does something that's not great, his radio is absolutely silent for the rest of the race. Like he does not <laughs> communicate after that; he just shuts down. So yeah, I like I went back and it was the same thing. They're like like move for blue flags, move for blue flags, and then he like. Just doesn't. <laughs> then, not at all. Like, he
1: gets like in the middle of the fucking track.
0: I, like I wonder if the race engineer is like like without pressing the button to like get to Seb's ears, he's just looking around at his guys on the pit wall, like, do do I say it again? Like do I have to do I have to go back and be like, Okay, I don't know if you heard me, but blue flags <laughs> means that you
1: <laughs> He kind of silent like a dog. Tra- Seb is is my radio not working or yeah. uh, can you hey. can you not hear me?
0: Uh, am i coming in loud and
1: clear (laughs) sorry sorry uh so my bad and then my ugly is collusion um Uh i think we have talked about this before but i think having two teams causes too much drama i don't think it should be allowed i think it should be fun bring in more fun team bring in four four, uh, bring in porsche bring in audi like there's enough cool other teams that could come in That could fill out the entire grid. At least once a year, I feel like we can see an Alpha Tower car or the team make a very odd move that just so happens to very much help Red Bull. On this episode of Big Brother Little Brother, Yuki thinks his tires weren't fitted, which was actually quite hysterical because, in fact, they were. He gets back to the pit very, very, very slowly. They change out the tires. Then, I mean, kind of an aside, but it looks like they have two pit crew members reach inside his cockpit, looking f- like they were cranking out his own shaft. With all that going on, and clearly Yuki exhausted from that recent double handy, uh, they still bring him out, and then just just as quickly retire him. This just so happens to bring out a yellow flag allows Max a much, much needed pit, saving him a lot of time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the tinfoil hats were on and about this race uh, and for this specific instance, um, I so yeah. I mean, it's just it doesn't seem like F1's in a spot where like, hey, we need we need teams. So whatever team we can take, if that means two Red Bulls, uh, we'll do it. But yeah, I mean, I just let's get some fresh blood in there. Let's get ten completely like. I mean, I guess the engine thing is one thing, but let's let's get ten pretty much completely separated teams in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like when it first happened. You did scratch your head a bit, saying like, "Well, that's incredibly convenient for Max Verstappen. Like that. That is exactly what he needed at the exact right time." Um, arguments against the collusion that I've heard are like, "Look, like, you can hardly manage one team. Like when you're going through this, like it's it's hard enough to to manage one team. Like having the you know communication between teams and like, okay, do this now would be a lot, and also." Um, like this is just, it was just a stupid, stupid driver and pit wall communication error, which I think like, if this would have happened with, uh, with the, uh, you know, Alpha Romeo or something like that, just going out when they should have and having to stop right outside the pit lane, then like, you know, no one would bat an eye and it's possible that, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's,
1: fuck. Did you just you give know. up on your, uh, on your devil's advocate? What? Did you just give up on uh, playing the devil's advocate?
0: Yeah, dude, cut that. Cut all that. Was- <laughs> You're
1: like, fuck that. Actually, fuck this collusion. Fuck.
0: <laughs> the, I'm... Yeah. Um, all right. Was that good? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Am I doing good? Yay. Nice. You nailed that. <laughs> all right. Yep, Red Bull at it again. Thanks a lot, Christian Horner, you lying thief and cheater.
1: (laughs) See you in hell, motherfucker.
0: See you in hell. All right, my turn. Uh, Good, bad, and ugly for the Zandvoort Dutch Grand Prix. Good. I'm going to go Lando. I'm going to go Lando Norris. Unbiased opinion. Um, We talked. I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before that, but... Uh, Valtteri Bottas has 41 more points than Zhou Guanyu, so 46 to 5 points is how it stands there. So Bottas has the hefty majority of those points. But in second place of the who's carrying the team competition is Lando Norris. He has 81% of McLaren points, over over 81%. So um, I think the silver lining in all this Danny drama with him just simply not being able to keep up is that like Lando looks like a monster right now. Like He looks... Super, super good, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I think it's good. Like obviously, relative to the people around you, if you're performing well, then that's security in your seat. So I think we're gonna be seeing Lando for a long time. Um, the, then again, watch me say that, and then Oscar Piastri comes in to McLaren next year, and absolutely tears Lando up. So, the sport giveth and the sport taketh away. But here we are, uh, yeah, Lando I, looking good.
1: I think uh, you are right. We're gonna see Lando in the sport for a long time. I, I think the sport, not necessarily the team. I don't know <laughs> you know I, I don't want to bring potentially bad news, but it seems like you know if McLaren does continues this type of like kind of field that they're in, one of these top teams are going to pick him off.
0: I mean let's not get ahead of ourselves here but <laughs> got all
1: the faith in Zach Brown
0: yeah dude dude him Lando and Zach Brown are boys. you don't want to break up the boys. <laughs> My bad is going to be uh, Mercedes Morale. So, there was another, it was kind of, people were drawing comparisons. If you remember when Ferrari left Charles out at Silverstone, Um, just like kept him out too long and then pit him at kind of like seemingly the wrong time, depending on who you ask. There was talk about like, you know, well, George, like, George was selfish. He could have, like, Uh, Toward the end of that safety car, when Verstappen was in third, Russell was in second, and Lewis was in first, it looked like it was a possibility for Lewis to maybe pull off the win, Uh, and it, you know, George wanted to pit for softs, they ended up pitting Lewis for softs after, and Max was just too quick. I think Max was going to be too quick anyway, uh, but obviously morale was a little bit low, and, you know, we heard Lewis say this, say a potty mouth word over the radio, which we don't, you know, we don't get to see that a lot, and it was... I think it was good to see a little bit of human side of Lewis. Like, okay, uh, you remember when Fernando called him an idiot either last race or the race before, and people were making a big fuss. Mm-hmm. It was like, guys, sometimes you just like sometimes it bubbles over in this sport, and you know emotions get a little too wacky, and that's I think what happened here. It's good to see Lewis on this side, where it's like, all right, we're all human in the sport, we're all competitive, you know, we get emotional, and uh, and sometimes it results in lewis hamilton saying you guys fucked my race great audio clip
1: yeah fuck my race he also did like i'm so fucking pissed yeah there was a couple of f-bombs that he dropped but i i as like talking for a, a lewis diehard supporter that will just like no matter what he does will back him up he'll be like oh well it wasn't it wasn't like calling someone a cuss word or a, a bad name it was just him talking with the cuss word so you know they'd be like oh so much different than what Elondo did
0: Either way, Lewis, kids are listening. Okay. Yeah. So right. I hope
1: exactly. You feel good about yeah. If they click the red button, dude, they're gonna be in a fucking whirlwind. <laughs> click your red button.
0: <laughs> My ugly is uh, counting. So, quick reminder for fans of uh, the sport, mechanics of the sport, pit crew of the sport. Uh, four wheels are the number that go on a tire, so it's one, two, three, four. No, th- th- like three is kind of close to four in terms of like number geography, uh, but during a pit stop, just a quick reminder to everybody that you need four tires um, to change for a successful pit stop instead of three. I think uh, there's a lot of film to watch here for Ferrari, maybe some Sesame Street as well, but uh, yeah, four is the number that, that go, uh, four is the number of tires that go on the car. Um, so yeah, Ferrari didn't get this and put on, tried to put on three different tires. There's a hilarious picture of a Ferrari car with three tires that was circulating the internet. Um, I mean, we'll talk about, we'll talk about Ferrari in our next segment, but, uh, but yeah, make sure everyone knows how many tires make, but yeah, make sure it's always good to make sure that your pit wall. And pit crew knows how many tires to change before coming in for a pit stop.
1: Yeah, would uh, I think that would be pretty pretty ideal for this? Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> All right, good, bad, and ugly checked off. Uh, let's get into our race haikus. Meow. <laughs> Meow. Alright Marco, you started with the good, bad and ugly. I'll start with the race haikus. My race haikus are Lewis almost one. No one's stoppin' stopping, Orange happiness. Lovely. Thank you.
1: Alright, mine is Orange is all I see. Orange and a pigeon by me. Max jumping for glee. Okay. <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
0: Uh, so I think The first line Has six syllables The second line Has eight syllables And the last line Has five syllables Orange is
1: one Orange is uh, One buddy
0: Orange is two syllables Orange
1: Orange No it's orange I looked it up Orange Orange Yeah okay. What do you say well, or-ang- or-ang- Orange
0: Orange Orange you dude Two syllables orange. For sure on orange, orange. No it's not uh, orange say, say it again Orange 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 Say your haiku again Say your haiku again
1: Orange How do you do that? Orange
0: Orange Orange So you, I think you're missing an A Between the R and the N Because you're saying orange
1: Yeah Orange
0: <laughs> This is a great podcast
1: <laughs> You're uh, Can you hear that? Can you, can oh, you hear me? God. Oh that was r- Rape in my ears
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> All orange. right, well, I, we're, let's orange. keep. We're gonna keep it orange. So, do your haiku. Orange. Again. Do, do it again. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was race haikus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Our new sector. What did Ferrari do this week? We have mentioned uh, bits and pieces of it, but let's start. Let's get it out of the way. A 13-second pit for Carlos signs on lap 15. The pit crew Woo. is given a large six seconds to prepare for Carlos to come in. Uh, clearly, they were scrambling. Uh, Carlos said it best, uh, leaving the pit. Oh, my God. Uh, short, simple, and sad. Uh, on the top of this dysfunction, they left a wheel gun out on the ground, which Perez ran over, and they had to replace. Mattia finally notices errors when he is being interviewed, and the only thing he could say is a mess. And then lastly, Charles gets frustrated about not knowing what uh, tires he's getting. Javi snaps back saying, we told you. Uh, it kind of came out like kind of similar to a little kid. He'd forget to clean up his plate. The dog got into all the food, and then his response was like, no, I, I put the food away. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like one of those, no, no, like we, we definitely told you. It, it, it's the, the mediums. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up. What Ferrari did this week?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All righty, good stuff. I love to hear a good Ferrari story. It lulls me to sleep at night. Uh, Let's get into our race recap here, starting off with quals. Marco, you start us off.
1: All right, starting off, my favorite part. Who would have guessed? Danny out in Q1.
0: Everyone in the
1: world. (laughs) Yeah, everyone would have guessed that. Uh, Another tough, tough look, especially when you look at his teammate Lando doing pretty strong in quals. Flares made their way back on the track, caused a red flag. Like we said, potential official ban on flares. Um, And then pigeons were alongside the track, causing some mayhem. So um, just like Canada and the Groundhogs, pigeon makes her way back in Dutch. Um, I, I could have cared less if... Latifi went on a little pigeon rampage and just started knocking these all down. I think that would have been quite entertaining. And like you know, the groundhog, he murdered. And then um, I think the only thing about actual calls and free practice was Max pulled off another back-to-back pulls So um, I know it was relatively close with uh, him and Charles, but alas, he is just uh, he's a man on fire.
0: Yeah, the the pigeons. To go back to the things that don't have to do with racing, the pigeons were very close to those tires, and they were not moving. I think they were, they, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. were just walking. Some were alongside the track, but some were just walking, uh, like, across the track when cars were going by, and it's like, man, those guys have no fear. Good for them.
1: Those were New York pigeons, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they. they the ones that were like, them. I'll fucking fight you, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I will fuck that car up if it comes near me. Uh... And then, yeah, congrats to Max for back-to-back back back pulls. Uh, dude, Charles, it looks like he had it. I saw some telemetry. There was, like, Charles was a, a full .5 seconds ahead of Max on his last quality lap, and then finally he, I think it was, uh, I think it was maybe lap 12 or something, or, or turn 12, uh, that he just completely, mi- like, mistook it. So uh, we missed that in the what did Ferrari do this week when Charles totally butchered his, uh, his quality lap, but... Yeah, man, Max just it makes Max look just totally invincible. And let's talk about a team who does not look invincible, and that's McLaren. P5 in our Constructors' Championship, adding six points to their total to get to 101 points. Uh, Danny Rick, as you said, qualified horrendously, P17, and he ended horrendously. He ended up in P17, which you might think, you know, not that big of a deal. He kept his spot, but that's with two people ahead of him um, getting out of the race, so that sucks. Lando Norris P seven to P seven, good. You know, good enough weekend from him. Um, I mean, what is there to say? Like the we've said it all before. I actually uh, did something that I don't like to do, which is just look at the drivers' championship standings. And Danny Ricardo, just for the people who have forgotten, is behind Sebastian Vettel, Kevin Magnussen, and Valtteri Bottas, and he's only one point ahead of Pierre and Pierre uh likes Monza. So that's I think this is when he's gonna go back to. I think fourteenth or fifteenth in the drivers constructors drivers championship. So good for him. Thank God that McLaren have a new guy coming in so that I don't have to just ruminate on this every single weekend and I can, you know, look forward to to having Piastri, the new and improved Aussie in the uh papaya. But yeah, man. A very, like, fun, I guess, for to watch Lando, like, kind of battle up and best to the rest. But brutal day for Danny for the, I want to say, ninth race in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah, at least about, probably about ninth. I would say very few races this year that I can remember that he actually did okay in. But yeah. uh, moving along to the fourth place team, Alpine with 125 points made 10 points this weekend with Espan Ocon starting P12 ending P9, Fernando Alonso P13 to P6. This makes five races in a row where both of the drivers finishing in the points. Um, It just, it seems like neither driver has been really like standing too much above the other which is kind of what you want as long as they're you know doing both okay Uh, I would say maybe Lonzo, you know has had some better finishes than Ocon but like you know Ocon's always been there kind of right behind they've just been very very consistent similar to a uh, Mercedes where you know you don't really see any of them have a very very consistently bad finishes and uh, they're a relatively reliable car so I mean sticking in that four points you know They're starting to, to fall into a, a land of their own here with 24 points ahead of McLaren and, like, fucking 220, 220 points behind Mercedes. So, yeah, I think they're kind of in a spot of their own, continuing to kind of chip away at points uh, around the, the 10 to 15 range. I think that's that's what they're looking for this year and, and you know, relax in a, a fourth point for the, the second half of the year.
0: Yeah, man consistency is going to get you in a good spot, I feel like, in the sport. And, yeah, it's at this point it has it in a spot where they are 24 points ahead of McLaren. So that's awesome. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, all right, moving into P3 in our Constructors' Championship, we have Mercedes adding 30 points to their total. It's currently at 346 points, which is only 30 points behind Ferrari now. Uh, Lewis Hamilton called P4, ended up P4. George Russell, called P6, ended up on the podium in P2. Um, Like we said last week, the Ferrari, you know, Ferrari's P2 spot in the championship is definitely dwindling at this point. Um, And it looks like Mercedes' car is getting faster. I think they were really fast on that hard compound. And Carlos was, uh, you know, Lewis was keeping pace with Carlos, uh, like on uh, on that hard compound. So that was cool to see. Mercedes definitely pulled the Ferrari that we talked about, of just leaving Lewis out on those mediums, just kind of like on an island. Uh, he got passed by three drivers in the last stint after the last safety car. That was super frustrating for him. You know, he I think people definitely thought he was in like he his hat was in the or his name was in the hat. No. He was somebody that was definitely getting looked at as, like, okay, this guy could win this race finally. Like, we could finally get our first Mercedes win of the season. Um, And then he ended up off the podium. So I think that's, like, frustrating. But at the same time, definitely encouraging in a track like Zandvoort to know that, like, okay, we can keep up with the guys at the front. So, um, yeah, silly season was going on. So Toto was a lot you know on the broadcast they were talking about Toto a lot on the broadcast like what's you know coming up Nick DeVries got so much airtime I feel like he was on like cumulatively for like 10 15 minutes um, and he was like a little mini me you know what I mean like Toto was this was the big uh you know big european guy looking at the screen and then Nick DeVries was the small guy like okay dad I'm going to I want to be like you and pa-pa, so it was pa-pa, cute pa-pa, to have that yeah, cute to have that little juxtaposition uh for for Nick DeVries, But yeah, I mean, like again, overall positive race for Mercedes. They got eleven points more than their uh, than their P two rivals right now. So yeah, I think like you can't get mad you can't get too mad based off of results, but I think if you ask most Merc fans they'd say like look we you know we definitely thought this was gonna be the first win. So yeah, as Lewis says still still rising, keep rising and uh, and I think I I think the win is gonna come. In a in a shorter track mm. that's that's like kind of that's curvy, that's not super reliant on top speed. I could see them getting uh getting like some good position this weekend. In Monza I think they're gonna be way off the podium. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Yeah, I think this is where like you really see again the full top tier performance of these cars. Uh, and like Mercedes's straight line speed is just isn't gonna be there. But no. I don't know, I mean I don't know. I feel like We've been surprised before. I was pretty surprised this weekend about uh, how they were keeping up with the Ferraris and Red Bulls, passing a Red Bull, keeping up with the Ferrari. So um, you know, I've been surprised before. So yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully we do. Hopefully we see uh, some some battling off with everyone up at the top.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. All right. Move along to uh, Ferrari. Um, 376 points gained, 19 points. Carlos Sainz P3 down to P8. Charles Clare, P2 to P3. Um, As we've said, the 13 second pit stop. uh, Because they forgot a tire, they were not prepared. Um, So I think kind of shame on the, the race engineers just thinking that six seconds was plenty of time to get everything out and ready. And then uh, the unsafe relief uh, release uh, that I forgot also um, to include that Carlos just jumped out in the front of a car that uh, should have been much. added to the what did Ferrari do this week? Too yeah, many there's just things too many can't keep up. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep it to four things that I bring up, um, but I think we could have gotten about six or seven. Um, so, yeah, just another silly move on there. Mattia kind of, like I said, was uh, it's like this whole pit thing was a mess, but uh, said that the car speed was the issue. Um, so he's kind of like wishy-washy on uh, do they make a mistake? I think he might have said like, oh, this is a mess. And then after he's like, fuck, I'm not ever supposed to admit that I did anything wrong. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, actually, no, I, did I say that? No, I meant the speed was a mess, not what we decide. Um, and then, I mean, surprisingly enough, Charles gets podium with all this going on. This is the first time in four races that Charles got podium. So uh, that was a big surprise to see. Um, So, yeah, I mean, not an ideal weekend for Ferrari. They're um, clearly out of everything uh, when it comes to the drivers and and constructors champion. I think the thing that they have to worry about most is uh, the guys behind them. And both for drivers and constructors, because George is right there sniffing on them. Uh, Lewis is uh, not too far behind and then they are only 30 points behind as a constructor so uh yeah i think that they got uh some guys that are on a much higher trajectory um that have been performing much better these past couple races than they are right behind them
0: yeah i'm looking forward to a photo finish hopefully here with mercedes and ferrari for p2 i think that's going to be the one uh you know one competition that is actually going to be entertaining to watch because our p1 red bull uh p1 of the constructors championship that is not going to be an entertaining to see who wins that. Uh, 36 points added to their total for 511 points. Max, obviously, P1 to P1. Sergio, P5 to P5 um giving uh, i was thinking about this like has mercedes vibes from the past several years where things look like they could be up in the air there's a little bit of chaos and then somehow when the cards all fall it's like oh that worked out perfectly for max verstappen uh, just because of how you know that car is just so quick i think they can recover from stuff that doesn't necessarily go their way um and, yeah, I mean, what's there to be said? Just complete domination. I think both these drivers are driving really well. Sergio Perez, a little worse than Max Verstappen, but I think Max is just in a league of his own. Um, if Here's a little fun fact for you. If three races in a row, so if the next three races, which are Monza, Singapore, and Japan, um, if Red Bull get double DNFs if they or if they just take it off, maybe take a little extra long vacation on top of the summer vacation they just had, and Ferrari get first and second with the fastest lap, uh, so three races in a row that that happens. Red Bull would still be in the lead by three points, so that's how far this gap is. Um, it's just crazy to see how like how much it spread. Really got away from them quick, but yeah, another domination weekend from Red Bull and Max. And uh, yeah, I think we've said it probably twenty times, but it seems like the championship is all locked up. Now it's just to see how the cards fall in the, uh, like, later, further down the grid. But uh, I think that's everything. Any final thoughts on the race recap?
1: Uh eh, nothing worth saying.
0: Nothing worth saying. Let's move on from the race recap to our race predictions recap. Nyeom. There's gonna be a yeah. lot of nyeoms.
1: Alright, moving to our race predictions recap. Um, actually, did both of us pretty pretty good this weekend um i I can just run down the list here last place i nailed with latifi ian got driver of the day with max i got fastest lap with max ian got pole with max and then (laughs) how many cars don't uh and then last our new one how many cars don't finish max max i'm just used to saying max how many cars do do not finish Ian got the first one ever with two. So uh, I got two right, Ian got three right uh, to bring this score to today to 21 all. So 21, 21, 21,
0: 21 Bang, 21. we're yep. back in at 21,
1: 21. Let's go savage, baby. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty pretty strong right there. I um, was pleasantly surprised. Uh, just shocker that most of ours, literally all of ours, but how many go out were max related.
0: Let's go, baby. that's sick. That's easy when you just pick Max.
1: Yeah, that's pretty nice. All right, so um, that goes our race predictions recap. Now we got our Monza Grand Preview.
0: Meow. Meow.
1: All right, Formula One Pirelli Grand Primo d'Italia 2022 at the Autodromo Nacional Monza. There goes my Italian kicking back in. Um... For those of you that uh, don't know much about Monza, whether it's fun, um, you know what What about the track? Uh, just looking back one year ago, a lot happened last year. We had a McLaren one to finish with Danny crossing the checkered flag. They also, in doing so, passed Ferrari for third place in the Constructors' Championship, only to lose it uh, later in the year. And I'm sure a few of you are asking, how the hell did McLaren pull this off? Well, this is the infamous race where Max landed on Lewis's head. Uh, Max had an 11-second pit stop allowing Lewis to come in. It looked like um, Lewis actually got by Max before the first chicane um, into turn one and turn two. And then Max was just like, no, uh, you're not passing me, kind of rammed into a side and then jumped on and uh, kind of humped the Mercedes. But to t- talk more about the positive, uh, here's a quote from your yours truly, Danny Rick. Deep down, I never lost faith or belief. Uh, do you think he's lost it now?
0: Yep. I think if you <laughs> asked him deep, deep down, have you lost faith, he would say yes.
1: <laughs> I have lost it. It has been lost for a bit. I mean, hearing this just a year ago where McLaren was, is, that, is this tough to hear?
0: I mean, yeah. This, or this is, is it kind of like a blast I,
1: from the past? Like, man, that was sick.
0: No, I think you can, like, celebrate, yeah, you can celebrate the good times while realizing at the same time, like, a a part of me earlier on this week was like, man, you know, Monza was a McLaren, first McLaren win in, like, ten years, you know, special stuff can happen at this circuit, and I was like, alright, realistically, a car that qualified P17 last week is not gonna do well, like, in, you know, it's not gonna be fighting for a podium, let alone a win, so yeah, I'm not, I don't, I have optimism, but not delusion, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I like that, that's smart, maybe get some delusion, maybe that'll change your, uh, your entertainment factor. I'll try. Alright, uh, talking about the track itself, we have two DRS zones with a fun little speed trap going into turn one, that is where Max attempted to murder Lewis. Uh, only 11 turns on this track and only 53 laps. There's a ton of history on this track. It has been here since 1950. It was actually built in 1922 20, in only three and a half months. So uh quick work. I don't want to hear any complaints about any of these new tracks taking years to South Africa should be done by now. Since that they already <laughs> got them on the, the grid, they should be like replacing Russia, uh, in my opinion. But anyways, this is the world's third purpose built track after Brooklyn's in the UK and then Indianapolis, the original... Track has very, very famous, super steeped banked curves. Um, It is set in Monza's Royal Park at the foot of the Alps. So spectacular views everywhere. Just very scenic, close to Milan. Um, So, yeah, I mean, great place to go and visit. I think this is one of the most uh, visited tracks on the calendar. This is called F1's Temple of Speed, or as the locals call it, La Pista Magica, or the Magic Track. Uh, Clearly from the name, the track is fast recording the fastest lap ever in 2004 Uh, drivers will be hitting full throttle a majority of the race roughly 80 percent, in fact but there are three chicanes that drivers will kind of use some skillful driving to maneuver maneuver and hitting the right apex the uh so three chicanes i think all the other turns are pretty low downforce And this is actually going to be team's lowest downforce setup of the year. In fact, most teams have kind of a Monza-specific package with skinnier rear wings and increased top speeds to the max. Um, If you do root for a top team, this is probably the best place where um, you're going to take an engine penalty, uh, start kind of towards the back of the grid, because um, if you have that high-speed performance, you're going to pass these guys relatively easy. This is a very, very fast track. Uh, you're going to see, I think, some uh, some separation between um, teams here quite a lot. Uh, one of the bigger tracks that you're going to see this. Uh, speaking about the weather, though, Friday, high of 79 with a 92% chance of rain and thunderstorms. So uh, I think we're going to get a little rainy FP. Saturday is going to be a high of 81. Partial cloudy, 22, 22% chance of rain. And then Sunday, high of 82, sunny and a... T- 10% chance of rain, so it, it seems like we might run into something Saturday. Um, hopefully, unlikely Sunday. 10%, so very, very hoping that nothing happens. I think this is one of the races that I would not like to see um, rain. I feel like this does not this is not a track that does not bode well with rain for how fast these cars are going.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the temple of speed should be a temple of speed and not temple of caution with the rain. So 10% chance of rain on Sunday and a 100% chance of hearing the word Senna a billion times because this was the track that he met his demise at. So, uh, yeah, RIP to the homie Senna. And, yeah. (laughs) Let's move
1: on. All right, RIP.
0: Let's move on to our race predictions.
1: Meow. Meow.
0: Alright, wrap it up with race predictions. You guessed first last time, so I will guess first this time. Who do we think will DNF? I'm going to go with Danny Ricardo. Only because nice. I'd take a DNF over a second to last place like we saw this past weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, go out with a little bit of sparks, not like a, a sad boy. Exactly. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Guan Yu Zhou because it seems like I have a fifty percent chance. It's either going to be one of the Alfa Romeos at DNFs because they are just the DNF team this year.
0: Yep, 100%. They are. They love DNFing.
1: Uh, winner. I'm going to go with Max, shockingly
0: enough. Oh, shocker. Uh, I think that's the only position. I'm going to go with uh, hometown boy, I'll give it Charles and Monza, his second Monza win.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I mean, it just seems like Max or Charles – if the Ferrari can show that pace like they did at the beginning of the year, um, are probably the only two likely candidates to win this race.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I mean, I don't want to say it too early, but let's give you congratulations for picking the correct winner because I think, oh, fuck especially me. with how fast this, this track is. I don't know. I'm not trying to reverse jinx you completely. Yeah, no, but... no. Knock on wood, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Charles, my winner, my last place driver. Uh, I give me a Nicholas Latifi. He nice. showed his. He showed you know. He did his Latifi thing last week and and came in last. So give me a Latifi for for last place.
1: Back to back. All right. I'm gonna go with your boy Danny Rick.
0: Well, that's obviously mean.
1: <laughs> I mean. I'm just trying to play the stats here, and uh, I think he was <laughs> second to last in the last drive. So yeah. I mean, if Latifi can get that q3 uh inner demon in them uh, i think the williams actually do run pretty fast like straight line speed too so i think i was just trying to think that way through um as well so, uh driver of the day i'm gonna go with like you said hometown hero charles Leclerc.
0: oh nice i was gonna go uh charles too that's a, that is next? your fucking thing dude you just know
1: you know the location <laughs> you go right, who's from this area driver of the day <laughs>
0: Um, I went max last weekend, I'm not going to do it this weekend, uh, driver of the day, give me a Pierre Gasly. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude, Whoa. you weren't expecting that.
1: Alright, we know that uh, you got one wrong so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows, man, Italian team, I feel like the bar's kind of low for what you have to do to be like, to really get the attention of the crowd there, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, Douche of the Day brought to you by Summer's Eve Summer is coming to an end But Summer's Eve is just at the beginning of its journey With its brand new product line Check them out at your local Walmart Thank you to Summer's Eve uh, Douche of the Day for me I'm going to say Daniel Ricardo. So Not- Crash DNF Or Douche of the Day Probably both
1: um, I am going to go with Pierre Gasly I forgot to actually fill this out, and just wanted to go with against your driver of the day.
0: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> now we're rooting against each other. I like it. What about wild card?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say uh, we see an Alpine on the podium.
0: Alpine on the podium. I like that top line speed. I don't think that's way out of the uh, out of contention, but definitely would be wild. Have they gotten a podium this year? I don't think so.
1: I don't believe so. I do not believe right.
0: so. Well, that would be exciting. Uh my wild card prediction is we are not going to see a Red Bull on the podium. Ooh. In Monza. So I know they're quick, but uh yeah, I think there's you know, they're due for something bad to happen. Max has won the last four races in a row. Um, you know, Sergio hasn't had the best go of it, but like, you know, I, I just I think it's time it's time to see someone other than just Red Bull on the podium every single week.
1: Yeah, you think uh, Max gets some flashback memories of last year and just kind of fucks up.
0: Yeah, he just like chases down. He like backs PTSD. up so Lewis gets in <laughs> yeah. front of him and he just... You want to do him this
1: again, buckaroo? He's, he's
0: like, it's on site in Monza. You should know that by now. Um, all right, Monza. or shit. Wildcard prediction, I just wrote down Monza. <laughs> Fair enough. Red Bull not on podium. Uh, And then my fastest lap, give me a, um, I picked Sergio last week and give me a Max Verstappen this week. Fastest lap and then DNF, like I said.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Charles. Love it. Pole. I am going to go with Max.
0: Nice. I'm going to go with Sergio Perez on pole in Monza.
1: Okay. And then um, our last newly added, how many cars don't finish?
0: Oh, my guess first. Ah oh, damn. I was going to see what you said. Uh, I'm going to go four. Fuck. Four. Fuck. Let's go. Oh.
1: Since I did three last week, I'm going to go five.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. I think there was five last year, so. I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Man, all right. Well, long episode, but had a lot to cover with Zanbort and looking forward to Monza. Um, any last closing thoughts before we send people into your homeland, Marco?
1: i do not um let's go to
0: let's go yeah go to Fosi. let's let's yeah. let's give bad vibes out of ferrari let's get a ferrari one two in monza make the people yeah, that'd happy. Be
1: nice. i know they need it out of anyone that needs it it's the
0: tofosi <laughs> all right well appreciate everybody for listening we'll see you on the other side of monza before we have a little bit of a break uh, since we're not running in Russia, so we will talk to you after the race on September eleventh. See ya, assholes. See ya, asshole. Nine eleven, baby.
1: Good God.